Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network, Dave Schofield, coming at you Thursday morning. That's right, I'm back and I'm audible. Last week, I was inaudible. I could not speak. Well, I would try, but unless you wanted to play the Whisper Challenge, you were not going to be able to hear me do a podcast. I could not speak above a whisper. It was pretty brutal, and I have to really thank Jeff Hartman, one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman, for stepping in and stepping up and taking care of Stat Geek for me when I just didn't have the voice to do it. Uh, He says he gives me one per year. I used 2022 late in the year last year when I was sick. Uh, This one's pretty early in the year, so uh, that's that's all I get. But uh, I thought Jeff did a real nice job, although, you know, he – Kind of hates doing that kind of stuff, but uh, you couldn't tell. I mean, he says he hates doing those kind of stuff. I think he secretly likes it. I think that he 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 hates that he loves it. That's what it is, really what it is. He, he really does love the numbers. He just hates that he loves the numbers. But anyway, I'm back. Man, I learned something last week with not being able to talk. If you heard me on the Scobro, I was struggling. I was really bad when I went to do this show. Could not get through the opening without without um, coughing horrendously or anything like that. Um, and that's if any vo- anything came out at all. Um, I tried to baby my voice all day. And, man, I learned how much that – see, I'm a pretty big guy and can be pretty intimidating if I try to be. I generally don't. Just basically just by standing there, I can be intimidating. But what really has me intimidating is my dad voice. And I lost my dad voice, you know, just that that voice where you're commanding authority. I, I It could have also been my teacher voice, same kind of deal. And and it wasn't even as much using it as a dad. I noticed it the most with my dog that they're like, dad, the dog won't listen. I try to say something, but the dog, it was like I didn't even say a word. Usually that I say something and the dog just, you know, gets it right there because I use that voice. Man, when you don't have that voice, you lose that power. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're here to talk geeky numbers. I've got two questions. and I'll be honest with you. i got to go back and check everything. This might be the bottom of the barrel for me. This might be all that I have. So I need more questions. I need more stats to look up. I need more more, more things to do. If you want to know something, you got to let me know. STLR Superfan Dad on Twitter. You just... If you want to send an email, you could just put at gmail.com after that, and that is my email. Looking for some some numbers. So here's today's question to start with the first half. This comes from Matt O'Grady, and he says, Hi, Dave. This is an email. He says, Best to you and your family, and thank you all and the rest of the team at BTSC, who is now SCN. I just had to say that. Um, you guys really helped me get my Steelers fix. So last year, you answered my question in Stat Geek about Steelers rookies and how many snaps they played, et cetera, which was awesome. This year, I have a similar question. It seems the Steelers' philosophy is changing. We had more, more rooks do a lot for the team this year as well. Am I right? That's what we're going to have to look and see. He says, between KP8, George Pickens, Jalen Warren, DeMarvin Leal, I feel like we had another rookie explosion just like last year. How does it compare to the Steelers' average seasons over the last, I don't know, five to ten years? Well, I'll tell you, I'll go back five. Ten's pushing it because I have to go through and compile these each individually. But, okay, we can do five. He says, 
But, but, but five is also a good one to look at. Just trust me. Okay. He says, and not just in playing time, but also in production. Thanks and no rush. God bless you and yours. So here you go, Matt O'Grady. Here's where you threw me the curveball. And not just in playing time, but also in production. Here's why this is such a curveball. The reason it's a curveball is you've got players playing different positions. I could rattle off a bunch of stats that rookies put up. When's the last time the Steelers had a rookie quarterback playing? Well, the answer is actually 2019 in Devlin Hodges, because we'll talk about that when we get there. But before that, I mean, it really, it, it was Ben Roethlisberger, you know, of any significant time. I mean, I'm trying to remember if there was a backup in there that was a backup as a rookie. Mason Rudolph wasn't a backup as a rookie. Josh Todd's wasn't a backup as a as a rookie. I don't think Landry Jones saw the field at all as a rookie, but I had to go. I, that was before I was with with uh, the podcasts and and buying the Steel Curtain website. So I'd have to go back and look at that one because I don't I don't have those stats on 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 my brain as much uh, just because of other things that were happening at that time. But I, I don't think he did. I, I could go back and check. But that just really makes it difficult because how do you compare this? So this is what I decided to do. I'm looking at several different things for rookies for the Steelers. And I decided to look at games in which they appeared, games they started, snaps. Now, total snaps because I'm including special teams because I'll be honest with you. If you can if you can contribute significantly on special teams as a rookie, that's a pretty big deal. I'm going to give you a prime example for this year. Connor Hayward. Connor Hayward had more special team snaps than he did offensive snaps, and yet he still contributed on offense. He made himself valuable in both aspects, and I and to not count those special team snaps would kind of cheapen it. So I, I did total snaps, total snaps. And then I did one other thing, and this is the one thing I'm trying to do to, to answer that, that vicious part of the question of production. How do you really compare it across different positions? You know, you have a like you have Connor Hayward this year as a tight end, but he wasn't wasn't, you know, used a lot as a tight end versus Pat Frermuth the year before, versus no tight end the year before that. The Steelers didn't have um a a rookie wide receiver last year. So that doesn't that messes it off. Then you get wow, but you had Presley Harvin, so you got a punter. How do you really do this? So this is what I did. If you are someone who is familiar with Pro Football Reference, well, first of all, I love Pro Pro Football Reference. Man, I wish I could get someone from Pro Football Reference to come on the show and just talk about how they do their stats and their various things. It would be fantastic. I've I've reached out before. I'm going to have to. I haven't really pursued it that much. I'm going to have to reach out again because it's. Uh, it's it's a pretty I, I I love their stuff. I really do. It lines up with the stats that you get from the Steelers. Otherwise, you know, PFF keeps some of their some of their stats, but like they don't even keep half sacks. So their numbers aren't even the same for sacks as what the actual NFL numbers are for players. So Pro Football Reference is really my go-to, and they have a lot of good stuff there. So they also have this metric that they have. They call it's just called AV. It's called AV. It's approximate value. And they give they give it to every player every year that plays a certain amount. Okay. It's um 
It, it was created by the founder of of, of Pro Football Reference. Um, I'll, I'll mess up. Doug, it's Drennan, I think is how you pronounce it. He says it's, an, it's a method. It, it is an attempt to put a single number on the seasonal value of a player at any position from any year. They've done it even going back since 1960. Okay, it's and he, he admits it's not meant to be an to, to to be an end all be all metric. Okay, it, you just don't do that. But it's just something to try to go where you can compare across different places. Um, so if, if a player has if they got a double digit AV score, that's pretty good in a season. That that's pretty good. But basically, what what it what it does is it takes into account um, playing time. It takes into account, you know, um, how well the unit's doing. Like it looks at the offense as a whole and then how much a player plays in that offense. They also have another one that's weighted career approximate value. So what they do is they weight it where the, the best one in a career counts the most and then the next one doesn't count quite as much. So it, 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 it kind of gives a better picture, but we're not looking across the career. We're looking at just one year. So we're looking just at AV. They even do a thing where they do similar players where, you know, players that have a similar score at the similar point in their career, then they have it with all kinds of stuff. So for example, I'm just going to give you, it's pretty involved, but I just want to explain a little bit um, on offense, what they do is that they figure out a team offensive score. And it's it's 100 times the team, team offensive points per drive divided by the league average offensive points per, per drive. So that's kind of what they're, what, what, what they're looking at there to say how well the offense is producing. Now for an offensive lineman, what they do is they take five elevenths of the team's offensive points um, to give to each offensive lineman. Um, you know, and and they, they they throw a fullback and tight end in there if they have to. Um, their individual points is their games played plus five times the game started times their position multiplier times an all pro multiplier, um, and and various things like that that they put little factors into it to really help get these values. That's just one example. Uh, they do the same for the skill positions. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're looking like for a running back, they're, they're taking the, the skill position times a, a factor that they have in there. And they take the team rushing yards, dividing by the t- team total yards, um, t- with a factor in there. Um, I mean, and, and they and then they give bonuses, all these other things. This is what they do to calculate. It's actually based on not just the individual stats, but also the success of the team. That's part of the reason why I like it is because it really encompasses even more, but it's not perfect. So that's, I probably spent more time explaining that than, than I needed to because I need to explain how it broke down. I, I did this year's rookie class and then I went back five more years in front of that. So technically, I guess it's six years, but I did five additional years outside of this year's rookie class. That takes us all the way back to 2017, which is a good one to look at, by the way. So let's break it down. What I did is I, is, as I, as I looked at all these, but I totaled, I totaled the category. I totaled each category. I totaled the number of games, the number of games started, the number of snaps, and I totaled the AV. And then I divided by how many players there were. Now, Sometimes the totals tell a good good story here because if you have more players contributing that on that are rookies, that's a good thing. So having a high total is good. It, like there's one year in here where there were nine different rookies 
nine different rookies that I had uh, contributing in some manner. Um, now, there, I also took the averages of these. Now, the averages weren't very good, but they did very well with, with an overall number based on just having players do it. So that's why I'm going to give both of them to you. But one thing I do have to say when it comes to rookies, I hope I didn't miss anyone. I, I was doing a filter by it was a player's first year in the league. But the thing is, sometimes you'll get a player that it's their first year in the league, but it's really not. I only counted them as a rookie as if it was their first year that they were eligible to play in the NFL. So someone who came and was on the Steelers and like on the practice squad for a year, like a J.C. Hasnauer, who was on the practice squad for a year before he ended up on the roster, I did not, the first year that he showed up and played, I did not count that with the rookie class because he already had a year since that he was eligible to be in the NFL. Uh, like Matt Filer is another one that would have been in there because he, he was on practice squads before he ended up being on the Steelers roster. I'm not counting that first year when you've got a couple years uh, under your belt. So this is what I got. I'll run through these fairly quickly um, because it, you know, it just, it is what it is. Um, and, and, and we'll see how long this is taken. I have a second question I was going to do in the second half of the show, but we might just have to save it for next week if this is taking too long. So here we go. 2022, the rookies this year, there were six of them, five drafted and one undrafted free agent. You had uh, the game started was a tie between Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. They both started 12 games. Pickens appeared in 17 games with 885 total snaps and had an AV of seven. Kenny Pickett appeared in 13 total games, 804 snaps, and he also had an AV of seven. So they were those were the top AVs for 2022. The next best AV was four by Jalen Warren. 16 games, no starts, 469 snaps. Then it was DeMarvin Liao. He had an AV of two. He played appeared in 11 games, Two games started, 214 snaps. Yeah, only 214 snaps because he missed those six games in there due to injury. Uh, Connor Hayward, 17 games played but zero starts, 458 snaps, but more than half of those were special teams. He had an AV of one. And then Mark Robinson, four games, two starts, 60 snaps in all, and an AV of one. So the way those numbers worked out is the Steelers with – had a total AV of 22 and that average of a 3.67 for or per per player. Okay. They averaged, you know, 481 snaps, almost 482. They averaged over six over, sorry, over four and a half games started, and they averaged exactly 13 games played across across the, the numbers there. So that's 2022. Then you go back to 2021, and you know what? 2021 really stands out. Now, sometimes some people are a little bit frustrated because some of the players from 2021 didn't necessarily work out to be as well in 2022, mainly Kendra Green. Um, but that, that, that still doesn't take away from their rookie year. The 2021 rookie class was really something else. The number one in AV was Najee Harris. He had an AV of 10. He is one of only in the six years I went back, he there was only two players that had an AV of 10 as a rookie. Najee Harris was one of them. He had an AV of 10 as rookie year, played 980 snaps, 17 games, 17 starts. The next highest AV was Dan Moore Jr. with an AV of seven. 
He played a 1,145 snaps, second most on the on the offense. And he started 16 games in which he appeared. He missed one game. So he, he appeared in 16 games. Then it was Kendrick Green, 15 games, 15 starts, 977 snaps, an AV of five. Then it was Pat Frermuth with an AV of four, 724 snaps, 16 games, nine starts. Then following that, there was there was two players that had an AV of two. That was uh, Trey Norwood with 590 defensive snaps, 17 games, three starts. And Isaiah Loudermilk, 331 defensive snaps, 15 games, two starts. And last but not least, an AV of one for Presley Harvin, 134 snaps, 15 games, no starts as a punter. So for that, with one more player, the Steelers had a total AV of 31. You average that out, that was 4.43. 4.43 last year compared to 3.67 this year is an average. Okay, they averaged more snaps. They averaged more than 200 more snaps um, than last year's rookies, 697.3. But that's what happened when you, when you got offensive linemen that play every snap. Okay, they, they, uh, they averaged almost, almost twice as many games started, 8.85. And they averaged <clears throat> almost three more games played of 15.86. So, yeah, the 2022 rookies didn't quite hold up to what the 2021 rookies were called on to do. But remember, that 2021 class, that was very different because of the salary cap going down and the situation the Steelers were put in. So now let's compare both of those classes to ones going back. And you know what? We're going to go ahead and take our break here because you know what? This is a topic that I, I don't I don't want to rush it. So we're just going to do this whole topic for the whole show. And when we come back, we're going to look at those other uh, rookie draft classes and see how they did. So stick around. We'll be right back after you. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back. We are rolling on. We are comparing rookie classes. Comparing the rookie classes. I, like I said, I went back, went back five more years other than 2022, and I already went over the first two, the 2021 and 2022, where a lot of rookies played a lot of snaps. It was a lot this year, but it was even more in 2021. Now let's look at 2020. Steelers had no first-round draft pick. You have to remember that. You kind of got to keep that in the back of your head. But they had their, – their number one player when it came to AV was Chase Claypool. He had a great rookie year. It's since then that there was problems. He had an eight um, as, a, as his AV score as a rookie. 816 snaps, six starts, 16 games. Alex – now, remember, there was only 16 games in 2020, so that was all of them. Um, Alex Highsmith, 16 games, five starts, 707 snaps. He had the next highest AV of four. Then it was Kevin Dotson, 13 games, four starts, 406 snaps, AV of two. Then there was three players and an AV of one. It was Carlos Davis, who had seven games, no starts, 56 snaps. 
Anthony McFarland, 11 games, zero starts, 89 snaps. And James Pierre, 16 games, no starts, 254 snaps, most of them on special teams, had an AV of one. And then there was Antoine Brooks Jr. He had an AV of zero. He appeared in four games and only had 39 snaps. So when you add all those up, that was seven players, just like in 2021. But those seven players, 2021 had their AV total 31. 2020, it was 17. 17, average of 2.43. So there was already a higher AV with one less player uh, of the 2022 rookies when comparing them to 2020. And their and their average was, was much better, 3.67 to 2.43. But that's because in 2020, they, they played even fewer snaps than in 2022, definitely less than 2021. They were just under 340 snaps compared to almost 700 in 2021 and, 400 and just over 480 in 2022. Um, they owned the, the starts just weren't there. Uh, 2.14 average for the starts, and the games played average 11.86. So that was 2020. 2019. 2019 is interesting because the Steelers gave up some draft capital to uh, to trade up, but they also had some extra draft capital from trading one Mr. Third and Fifth. They had an extra third and an extra fifth. But there was a lot of players here uh, with the Steelers that appeared that it was their rookies. This is the biggest one. This was nine. Nine. Nine rookies appeared for the Steelers. Now, did they have decent rookie seasons? Well, you got Devin Bush. He had the best AV. His AV was nine. Okay. And honestly, I kind of want to take a second here to look at Devin Bush and say, all right, well, if he had a nine his rookie year, what did he have otherwise? What, What was it since? I expect that to be really low his second year because he only played in five games. Um, But did he come anywhere close? Yeah, he had a three for 2020. And then he had a six the last two years. So in other words, that he had the rookie year and really hasn't been doing much sense as we've kind of seen. And and I think this is where he's going to – his time with the Steelers will come to an end. But anyway, he had a 9 AV, 936 snaps, 16 games, 15 starts. Next was Deontay Johnson. He had a six. For his AV, 694 rookie snaps, 16 games, 12 starts. Then next was Benny Snell Jr. Benny Snell Jr. had an AV of three, um, 13 games, two starts, 166 snaps. Then you had four different players who had an AV of one. Let's kind of look at them. You had third round pick Justin Lane. He had an AV of one, zero starts, 10 games, 93 snaps, all one special teams. You had Isaiah Bugs. He was a one. Nine games, 77 snaps. That's it. You had UG3, Ulysses Gilbert III. He had he had a, 150 snaps. He had an AV of one. Seven games, no starts. Then he was injured. Then the other player who was a one, I, I have marked down as a rookie because he came out that year. He just didn't start off with the Steelers. Was Kareth White. If you remember Kareth White joining the Steelers, he played six games, 67 snaps, had an AV of one. Zach Gentry played in four games, 51 snaps, and an AV of zero. Zach Gentry did not do anything as a rookie. Then there's also Devlin Hodges because it was his first year in the NFL. He played with the Steelers. Eight games, six starts, 376 snaps. He had an AV of zero. He had an AV of zero. Um, just putting that out there. 
so that's what, what they have for him. So that kind of brought everything down. So with nine players, you add up their AV scores, it was the exact same as the six players from this past season, 22. So their average is significantly less, 2.44, which is almost the exact same as 2020, which was 2.43. You know, to me, they're the same. Um, and they played le- they even played less snaps. They averaged 291 snaps. And they averaged less than four starts and less than 10 games played. Because you had other guys in there like a Zach Gentry, like a UG3, like an Isaiah Bugs, that kind of brought the averages down. But if you even look at the total numbers – the total numbers, even from nine players, less snaps played in this past year, 2,615 to 2,890, okay? Um, there was more games started, um, but barely with nine players, and and 11 more games played with, with, th- with three extra players. So that's kind of how that was a breakdown. So now you might hear the papers rattling because I got to flip the flip – the, um, the notebook to get ready to go here. Got everything in the in the in the spiral notebook, keeping all these crazy stats. This is a a, a huge. Um, oh my goodness, how many pages are in this? And I'm almost done. So uh, two years worth of stats in this one. I already have two on the filled up one. one you know, ones that are completely filled from when I started um, at Behind the Steel Curtain uh, as a volunteer writer in 2018. So yeah, that's a lot of numbers written down. But let's get to it. 2018. This was another larger class. This was eight. This was eight rookies getting time. Um, so just one less, one less in 2019, but you're going to see a very big difference in production. Number one player, Terrell Edmonds, six for an AV, played 1,189 snaps. I mean, he played a ton. 16 games, 15 starts. He just played a lot as a rookie, and therefore that, that helps bring up that AV. The next best AV was Jalen Samuels had a three. 14 games, three starts, 338. Next was, a, was Chuksa Korafor as a reserve offensive lineman had an AV of two. 13 games, three starts, 166 snaps. See, this is the difference. You go back just that far, and the rookies, you just they were they were reserve players. That's what the Steelers generally did with them. I mean, Chukes was a third round draft pick. The second round draft pick of James Washington was next. He had an AV of two as well, but he played 14 games, six starts, 537 snaps, but only an AV of two. The only other person who got an AV above zero was Matthew Thomas, if you remember him. Um one, he had a Navy of one, 99 snaps in 10 games. You had Olia Denier, nine snaps in one game, an AV of zero. Marcus Allen, 30 snaps in two games, an AV of zero. Kicker Matt McCrane, I got to put him there. One game, eight snaps, AV of zero. Kind of messes up that average a little bit, but technically it was his first year in the NFL. He was in college the year before. The Steelers needed him to kick. So that one throws that off a little bit. Really drops this average to look even worse, but these numbers just weren't good. Uh, 14 was the AV, the total 14. That's the lowest of any year that I covered, and that's with eight players. An AV of 14, it averaged 1.75. They averaged less than 300 snaps a game. It was 297. They averaged less than four, less than four and a half, sorry, three and a half starts, 3.375. And they started less than an average of, uh, less than an average of uh, eight games. 
was that average, uh, 8.875. So that rookie class in 2018, not asked to do a lot as rookies. But look at look at it. What really panned out from, for the Steelers from there? I mean, Marcus Allen was still, you know, played a lot of special teams still. But you got Chooks of Core for you got Terrell Edmonds. That's pretty much it. So let's go to the let's go to another standard here. Let's go back to the last year that I covered, and that's 2017. And that's because the 2017 draft was what was something for the Steelers. But they they only had five players actually play as rookies. Only five. Number one, AV. The only other one. Double digits. It's not who you think it is. It's not TJ. It's Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster had an AV of 10 as a rookie, 755 snaps, 14 games, seven starts. Um, looking back on it, that might have been his the best AV of his career. Um, he really started off, honestly, probably a second season might have been the best here. Let's see if I can actually uh, look at that number here real quick. He had an AV of, of, of 10. Yeah, and then he had an 11 his second year. Then he was... Four, seven, one, and then this past year he was nine. So um, that's just that's just what what it is. But yeah, started off really hot as a rookie. Um, T.J. Watt had an AV of seven, which is still really good. Nine hundred snaps, fifteen games, fifteen starts. That's uh, that, and that that was the beginning of the greatness. Um, then you've got three players that all have had an AV of one. James Conner, 14 games, no starts, 137 snaps, dealt with some injury as a rookie. Cam Sutton, an AV of one. It's because he only played in five games, started one. He was injured for most of the season, if you remember, as a rookie. Only played 150 snaps. And then here's one that you might not even remember. I think he was a fifth-round draft pick. Brian Allen had an AV of one, 81 snaps, 10 games, no starts. So that's it for the Steelers. You had Juju and Watt, and then and then nothing. But still, that gave you an AV of 20. 20, which, you know, it's it's behind this past year's, but that was with five people instead of six. I mean, even if they had another one, they, they, they would have been a little bit. So to me, you look at that, you look at that 2022 to versus 2017, kind of there, but the 2017 was a little bit more top heavy. Okay. Uh their average, their average AV was four which was better than the 2022 because he had one more player. Um, and that was the second best AV behind 2021, which I'll go and recap that in just a moment. They played over 400 snaps per player, and they averaged uh, 4.6 starts and 11.6 games played. So that 2017 rookie class was pretty good. And if you if you want to look at it by by looking at the average AV, average AV, it goes 2021 was the best, then 2017, then 2022, because it goes 4.43, 4.0, and 3.67. The next closest one after that was the other ones that were at the 2.44. So there's a pretty big drop-off. So, so out of those six years, you have three rookie classes that stand out more than others. Doesn't mean that you don't have players from all those rookie classes that, uh, that, that don't stand out. You know, you but if you look back at it, who's left from the 2017? It's it's TJ Watt and it was Cam Sutton. And who knows if Cam Sutton's still going to be there? You look at 2018, it's Terrell Edmonds and two score four. That's it. You look at 2019, it's Deontay Johnson, 
Benny Snell was still around. Uh, Devin Bush was this past year, but he's not going to be. You know, and you don't know if Benny Snell will be or not. All those other guys, gone. Except for Zach Gentry. He, and he improved as he went on. After his first two seasons, because he, he missed most of the second season due to injury, um, then he really stepped up for the Steelers the last two years. Um, that 2020 class, it's, it's Highsmith and Dotson. You know, James Pierre is still around, but really how much? So the Steelers, if you look at those, look back at those rookie classes, and the Steelers, you know, they draw on those rookies for a couple years, and then you just got to see if some of them pan out. So the 2022 class, you know, it seems like it was a lot, and it was because they were in some key positions like quarterback and wide receiver, but it really was not as much as 2021. It really wasn't. Um, and, you know, George Pickens did not have – the, the the score that Juju Smith-Schuster did. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster in 2017, think about that. That Steelers offense was pretty prolific, so he's getting a better score based on the entire offense. Um, so that helped his score out a good bit. So, But Juju was part of the reason that that, that was the case. So, it, honestly, it's a really good draft class. What I think is going to mean, going to show as much as anything, is if you go back and look at their first two years, whether you look at the second year or even both years combined, I, I don't have that here uh, to be able to do that. But hopefully this put a, a little bit more into it. So I would say the 2021 class, my goodness, they were called on by far the most when it came to snaps. Because just to, on an average, they averaged 697 snaps. The next closest was 2022 with 481. And then it was 2017 with 404. The, I mean, the other averages were, you know, three, 338, 290, and 297. So that's where it really stands out. The last two years, and like I said, that 2021 class, it's, it's, it's still got a little bit – it's a little bit skewed because of Kendrick Green playing so many snaps and starting so many games and then being inactive every game this past year. So they kind of had him there. To, to to fill a huge need that they didn't fill in free agency because the they were just so cap strapped with uh with the with the salary cap going down that year. But uh I would say in all, there's some there's some promise here in this rookie class. Now the question is, for example, we go back and look at let's look at the 2017 class. We're like, oh, Juju, what? Brian Allen, what what happened? James Conner no, didn't stick around. Cam Sutton here, yeah, now somewhat. Some of these guys are going to kind of fizzle out too for the Steelers. It's bound to happen. I mean, you go back to 2019, look at all those players that aren't there anymore. Even 2020, how those have fizzled just three years later. So these rookies that are, that are doing so well, if they're still contributing three years later, that's really what's going to make a difference. So, you know, maybe, maybe I got to go back and, and look at that. Look, look at how, how these rookie classes did, you know, in their in their three season the third season in the NFL and how much they're producing and were they still part of the Steelers? Maybe that's something for another time. But I I was going to squeeze in an extra topic. It wasn't going to take very long. I'm going to save it for next week. But I'm still needing some some other some other questions. Um, just because I didn't want to have to rush this too much, and I kind of wanted to explain what what AV was a little bit. So. Please, SDLR Superfan Dad is, is, is Twitter. And if you put at gmail.com, that's my email. So fire me off any questions you got. Boy, I mean, I still even have a little bit of a tickle in my throat now. I'm still getting over stuff. 
But um, it's nice to be back and talking to the Nerds of Steel. Once again, really got to thank Jeff for that. Got to thank, you know, got to also give Jeff that big happy happy birthday on Monday, that big 4-0. Um, if you didn't hear the the shout out to him on the Steelers hangover that, that we did Monday night, that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, make sure you're checking out our podcasts. This, this time next week, we will officially be um, – under a different banner, which which is great. It's fantastic. It's exciting. And it, we should not skip a beat. We should be rolling straight through. Um, really shouldn't affect you all at all, except maybe if the, there might be something, with, if you listen on your phone, that it, it might be under under an, an SB Nation heading. It might be under a different name. That That's going to be it. It's still going to be the same stuff. We're going to be bringing the same content. And we even have some announcements coming of, of um, some some changes to our lineups, um, exciting stuff, good stuff. So make sure you're tuning in. And as I always say, to finish these out, thanks for geeking out. Mm-hmm.